This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So the South African Reserve Bank Governor, Lisicha Kanyago, has defended the bank's investigation into uh, the Palapala uh, robbery where dollars uh, in to the amount of 580,000 US dollars in cash um, were found at the pre- the president's uh, farm in Limpopo uh, now the cash the the reserve bank governor says that uh, the cash was handed to a lodge manager in 2020 and has described the money or the report describes the money as a deposit and not a final payment well members of parliament particularly from opposition parties have slammed the reserve Bank governor's response uh, um, and for the investigation and also the investigation, calling it a whitewash and a cover-up. Let's speak to, uh, firstly, Ngabayom Zekwankwa, who is uh, the UDM's Member of Parliament. Uh, Good morning to you, sir. Good to be speaking to you again. It's been quite some time. Good morning. Morning, Kitty. Thanks for having me, and thank you very much. Good morning to the Power FM listeners. commentary. Right. Let's uh, uh, let me just uh, just uh, I mean your response. I mean it is quite puzzling. I think to us, most of us uh, as members of the public, that uh, you would uh, surely expect that every uh, opportunity available. Um, to return, restore credibility and to clear the president more than, most importantly would be used. What is your understanding of the posture taken here by the Reserve Bank in terms of the, the disclosure of the contents of this report they compiled? It's a cover-up to do. It's a, it's a complete whitewash. Firstly, they are depriving the, the citizens and members of the public an opportunity to actually scrutinize the report. Uh, because they are following some law piece of legislation which they cited yesterday saying then but they're forgetting that the stakes are much higher you are dealing mm. with the head of state here uh, the number one citizen of the country who saw allegiance to the constitution and the laws of the republic and now there are serious allegations that that person who saw allegiance to the constitution has now actually gone and and broken uh, some laws of the republic and you want to keep the report secret how are we going to test the rationale behind mm. uh, some of their findings and recommendations if you do mm. not have sight of the report and not able to scrutinize it how are you going to test their application and interpretation of the law whether they've applied it properly whether it's consistent with the, with the spirit mm. of the law and what the drafters of the legislation intended to do the other issue is that because now you are dealing with the head of state Cyril Ramaphosa uh, what we as the UGM consider to be a crime scene must be cloaked in secrecy I mean it's absolute nonsense I've never heard of this but one one of the issues we raised and we're asking this, the central bank governor the question and he said we must ask those who are transacting was the question of a bank guarantee in instances where you are going to buy something all you have to do mm. is to, to show through a guarantee that you have enough money uh, in order for you to be able to pay for the goods and services so that the seller can then set in motion the processes of the conditions which are required to finalize the sale. Mm. But the other issue here, which is going to create chaos and mayhem in our country, is that now it seems, because remember when you when you draft legislation, the law is supposed to create minimum standards for all, mm. for all to abide, abide by. Now you are saying to us, 
No, no, it's okay for people not to disclose that possession of foreign currency for as long as whatever saying they are doing has not been concluded. Some mm. people in some industries will tell you that, no, it will take 10 years for us to conclude this. So how are you going to hold people responsible for bringing currency that is not a medium of exchange in South Africa into the country and seeking to trade with it. Mm. And how is it that you have a central bank that is okay with people stuffing money in mattresses? The only time people behave that way is when they are engaging in illegal activity and money laundering. Mm. So you don't ask those questions. You are dealing with peripheral issues that have to do with perfected mm. transactions, whatever that means, yeah. which is a creative interpretation of the law. Let me ask as well, I mean, from, uh, I mean, as uh, members of parliament, I mean, you should also be looking uh, for answers, I would imagine, from uh, other agencies that have been investigating this matter. I mean, where do the police sit with this one? We are still, I mean, more than a year since this matter came to light and we're still none the wiser in terms of what the police have found. I mean, uh, it doesn't even seem as if they are, it seems their work has been made easier by the fact that there is an admission that there was money that was stolen here, um, you know, but that we also need some kind of outcome into those investigations. What are you, well, where, yeah, what is uh, your knowledge of in terms of where we are with that? Well, good. Good luck, Titi. Good luck. That process will take its own. As an example, the challenge you have specifically, Titi, is that all the the departments which are supposed to be uh, to to show integrity and independence report in some or other form to the executive, mm. and therefore they will do the executive speeding. You've seen the police. Uh, the South African police is not able to investigate anything for that matter. Uh, the police has taken its own time. The public protector cleared several. Uh, SARS also came with some peripheral, superficial nonsense which did not deal with the critical issues in their report. Now you have the Reserve Bank that is also engaging in a cover-up. The only thing that is going to help us now is if we take this matter to court, but the only other uh, avenue which we should be exploring is how then do we get Parliament involved to conduct its own Mm. independent investigation so that we don't sit back, twiddle our thumbs and depend on other agencies of the state to do investigation on matters that will ultimately Mm. come to us. They will come to our doorstep for us to make a decision. Absolutely, yeah. And isn't that where the problem lies as well, is that um, even in the case, in the event that there were to you, uh, you know, you were to go the route of court to force, uh, which I imagine would be the purpose of going to court, is to force the reserve government, reserve bank, to come clean or share this report and make it public. Even if it were to be found that indeed this was some sort of cover-up or there was some kind of wrongdoing, ultimately this decision is going to be that needs to be taken will be a political one. In the absence of any criminal uh, matter opened against the president, it'll come down to a political process that will unfold in parliament again, where the ANC once again uh, are likely to use their majority to uh, protect the president. The nice thing about it it is that the ultimate bosses of all public representatives in South Africa are the members of the public, the South Africans. Mm. The Mm. ANC can use its majority, majoritarianism, and and actually make sure that it wins whatever decision is put before Parliament. But it is ultimately up to the public to decide once they are better informed about what happened at Palapala. Because remember, it's one thing to use Parliament to investigate. It means everything will be aired in public. The president would also be given an opportunity to state his side of the story. Whether they go to the House and then defeat the report is a different Mm. discussion altogether. Mm. But the, 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 the citizens of our country would know by then as to exactly what happened, who was wrong, and why it was a cover-up, and what this money was intended for. Because, because I, I was laughing at the central bank governor when he said, 
uh, the money was for export and whatever nonsense, but nothing was exported. Mm. The mm. buffaloes are still there in Palapala. So what was this man buying? Mm. Okay. Thank you so much uh, to the UDM's uh, Member of Parliament, uh, thank you so much as always for talking to us. All right, also listening in on our conversation is the EFF's MP, Mzonele Mangi. We will speak to him as well in a moment to get their take on what on how they plan to get recourse in terms of what's happened with this report from the Reserve Bank. All right, let's stay with that story then of uh, the Reserve Bank Governor Lesichaganero and uh, his defense of the report compiled into this uh, Palapala um, robbery where in 50,000 or 580,000 US dollars were found stashed um, well in a couch and a mattress or but were found stashed in the president's Palapala uh, farm. Um, joining us on the line now, Economic Freedom Fighters, a member of parliament, um, Zonele Manye, good morning to you. It's good to have you. With the first time I've actually spoken to you since you acquired a Red Beret. Uh, good morning, uh, Titi. Good morning to your viewers. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah. It's, beca- it's probably because I'm not a spokesperson for the EFF, but for this particular matter, because I was in the committee yesterday, they asked me to. Uh, indeed. Not yeah. to worry. No, thanks. It's good to have oh. you with us. Yeah, I mean, just your take as the EFF. I mean, you have also said that you would be party to um, any legal action, uh, or at least you will be pursuing the legal route um, in trying to um, at least uh, get clarity or get to the bottom of what is being described now as a cover-up and a whitewash. Yeah, no, Titi, I look, I think uh, very briefly, uh, let's look at the matter in context. In August last year, the Reserve Bank responded to a letter which was written by the Deputy President of the EFF, uh, uh, Commissar Floyd Shibambu. And uh, in that uh, response, they said uh, when the inquiry was made about these palapala things to check mm. what were the exchange control uh, violations, they responded to say, uh, no, no, uh, they've written a letter to the presidency to get more information to get this and that that was an indication enough to say well then it means uh, the money is not in the system uh, uh, because if it was in the system it would have been a no-brainer for the reserve bank mm. uh, to say well here's this money here's how it went and all of that so that was the first telltale sign that something is not right here if you compare that also with the fact that when SARS which deals with customs and excise uh, when SARS was uh, presented with this matter, their initial report was that in the customs area, this money is not reflected. Mm. So we've got two institutions here that have got no knowledge of this money. In parallel, you have three people uh, that are confirming the presence of this money here. The first one is Hazim, the buyer. The next one is Mr. Ramaphosa himself. The third one is uh, the acting public protector mm. who has got receipts and everything to show that this money is there. In fact, the fourth one is the uh, Section 89 panel in Parliament that also was presented with receipts and all of that. So it's common cause that we've got 580,000 US dollars in the country that has come in illegally because no one legal institution is able to verify it. Then, fast forward, you then have SARS coming back first to say, all the matters in Dabanyuni are, 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 are declared and all of that. 
So mm. our view as the EFF is that even that report of SARS is actually misleading because then it then means that SARS purely looked at Ndabanyoni with the exclusion of this 580 specific issue. Mm. Uh, and therefore that report, it must also be challenged uh, because it also, it, 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 it's a report that's totally misleading. Then you come to the SARS presentation yesterday. Then SARS leaves everything that is within financial services. Then they go to a law of contract and all of these kinds of things, the common law about whether you've delivered or not delivered. When South Africa at this point, it has been gravely stated. South Africa is gravely stated for one, for one mm. major reason, which is, which is reflected in mm. the uh, FATAF report that uh, is money laundering issues. Mm. Now, this greatest thing is a recent issue uh, for South Africa. It happens shortly after this uh, Palapala scandal. We draw a conclusion as the EFF that, therefore, this Palapala scandal is at the center of the greatest thing. Yesterday, we gave uh, the governor an opportunity to respond and give South Africa assurance mm. that this greatest thing has got nothing to do with Palapala. He evaded the question, which then confirms that indeed we are in this mess of grey listing because of this Palapala thing. So that's really what we have, and uh, we we argue as well. But surely the grey listing cannot be because of one single event. I mean, there's a a catalogue of issues that were raised um, before the decision to grey list us, uh, um, to grey list the uh, the country was taken. No, you must remember there are two different, there are many institutions that deal with these things. When it comes to money laundering, there's only one institution that deals with it, and that is the FATF. That's where you get registered. The other things, the catalog of other issues, are dealt with by rating agencies and all of that, and they've got a different way of treating uh, those uh, kinds of things. Money laundering is a thing, it's a very, uh, 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 it's a very, important mm. issue. No doubt. No doubt about that, but I'm saying it wouldn't be any one single event, but I'd, let's not dwell on that so much. Let me okay. talk about how you take this uh, matter forward. When you pursue it uh, in court, what is it that you'll be uh, seeking? What kind of redress are you seeking um, from the courts? No, look, uh, you must remember that the Reserve, the, the Reserve Bank, what they have done here, uh, like everybody has been saying, they've just done a real cover-up mm. uh, here. It's a whitewashing thing because within the instruments of the Reserve Bank, there are other instruments they could have used to deal with this matter. For instance, we pointed it out even yesterday that if you go to Financial Sector Regulation Act, mm. Section 15, Subsection 1, it deals with the issue of systematic event, and that is described as that which undermines the financial systems and the uh, uh, financial systems uh, of the country. We are arguing uh, as the EFF that if you have a parallel system where monies don't go to the banks, where mm. monies are, are, are going to sofas and all of that, that undermines the, the, the systems themselves. So mm. that introduces a systemic risk uh, uh, in the financial uh, uh, space. Okay. And therefore, the Reserve Bank has got a duty to point that out. And if there's any criminality, then they refer to the to the police for them to wash their hands mm. and want to send us to a garden path and say we must go to FICA, knowing very well how FICA operates. FICA okay. does not deal with anything outside the system. FICA is going to look at the algorithms, and if there is no no spike in the algorithm in the FICA system, then there's nothing. So mm. therefore, they send us to a place where they know there's no answer. The answer lies 
in them saying that uh, customs hasn't got this money in okay. their systems. Mm. We as the Reserve Bank don't have in their systems. It can only be money laundering, and they should be the ones that are writing to the hawks and say, please investigate criminality. Okay. But they're not doing that because they're covering Ramaphosa. Zone Lemangi, Economic Freedom Fighters, a member of Parliament. Thank you so much uh, uh, for coming on. Much appreciated. Okay, sure. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.